Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Joining us on the program is Ujal Dessange. He's the former Premier of British Columbia, also the former Federal Health Minister. I always like to talk to the Premier when it comes to issues that affect all of us. In this case, it specifically affects his constituency. And I believe, Premier, it's still your constituency emotionally. Uh, the scope of the flooding, can you give us an idea, a sense of what this is doing to your province? And if you were Premier today, what would you be most engaged with? Well, first of all, it is devastating uh, to see what's happening in British Columbia. Um, it has been expected. It has been anticipated, um, except that we now find out that we weren't really ready uh, for the kind of emergency um, that has hit us. I've never seen anything like this in British Columbia. I've been here since 1968. Even in India, I last remember seeing something like this in 1959 when it rained for seven days and the mud house in which I was living, uh, not an inch of it was uh, dry. Um, so, you know, this is exceptionally um, difficult for British Columbians. Uh, we've been cut off from uh, Canada. We've been cut off from other parts of British Columbia. Um, and and people have lost um, their homes, uh, their animals. The farmers have lost the ability to make a living for a long time. Um, and the, um, the, the tragedy is that, that this was, uh, it was expected that something like this would happen. And there was a report going back to 2015 that talked about the dike um, and the dikes, um, but the, the dike in particular that broke in Sumas. Um, and and there was a local report in, in, in Abbotsford um, um, from last year that that said that, you know, if if there's overtopping, if the water overflows, uh, the dikes are likely to break. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that 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 hurts me is that our alert system failed. We didn't alert people. Um, and I'm not critical. I, I just I'm stating this as a fact. I think the government was slow uh, to declare a national uh, de- declare an emergency. Um, they they expected this rain. We all knew it was coming, um, and now uh, now we find out that we weren't really ready. And that's part of the problem. Not being ready is that emergency preparedness, um, it, generally speaking, has been an afterthought. I remember when I was the Attorney General in British Columbia in the um, in, in mid nineties to two thousand. I uh, we we were um, ex- doing exercises and drills to deal with um, a- an earthquake. Um, even then, I don't remember we were uh, preparing at that time for um, floods. Um, but since then, um, the climate change has picked up, and uh, and we should have been ready. It's also part of the difficulty is that that these responsibilities are spread across government. Um, you, you know, the, the police are different and, and the emergency preparedness is different and and different agencies. And sometimes they lack coordination. And uh, for, for situations like this, what we're going to need, uh, I believe, in the future is a, a standing 
national task force that brings all of the things needed together provincially and federally and is ready at a moment's notice to um, drop military personnel and equipment into area to support the people. Um, it's taken time for this to happen this time, and uh, it's hurting us. It's hurting people. Yeah, and, and we're also in a difficult time internationally because there's the supply chain challenges. And I was wondering earlier today, and I'm glad you spoke about this, Premier, I'm just wondering, as the province tries to literally dig itself out of the situation it's in and and get the water to recede and start to rebuild, will that international supply chain challenge affect the ability for British Columbia to, again, dig itself out of the current reality? I, I think it will. I mean, already we have uh, a rationing of the of the gas, gasoline uh, rationing, um, at least until December one, um, and uh, and you know there were lineups at gas stations last night. Um, I watched like everybody else on television, and it was quite you know depressing to see in British Columbia. You say, and that's um, you know. Um, I, I mean, we have lost at least one life. We've lost animals, lost cattle. Um, farms are underwater. Homes are um, flooded. Uh, people are homeless. Um, and this is a time for us to come together provincially and nationally uh, to deal with it and then make a commitment to ourselves uh, um, and, and take a pledge that we will coordinate our services and will coordinate our uh, our responses um, uh, to these kinds of issues uh, nationally and, and provincially in, in future. Now, the political will has to be there. Of course it has to be. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm, I'm sure the politicians have been worried about this kind of stuff, but, but at least on the surface, we really haven't seen uh, uh, much in terms of public preparation um, you know, we, we were hit with, with the fires. Um, a whole town was, uh, was made desert, black desert, um, town of Lytton. And now we have towns like um, Merritt and others underwater, and people have lost everything. And um, that's difficult. I mean, that should send a, a, a warning to all across Canada um, that, that we need to be in it together. Um, in terms of preparations, in terms of taking responsibility individually and collectively. Yeah, the Premier is asking uh, President Biden to be ready for the United States to help British Columbia with gas supply. Uh, I'm seeing emails from British Columbians, frankly, and I've seen a number already since we signed on, saying, look, we had the opportunity, and I don't want to cause, so to take have this slide sideways and bring in sidebars, that are irrelevant at this particular emergent moment. But I'm seeing emails from people saying, look, if we had pipelines, if we had appropriate uh, movement of, uh, of oil, we, we wouldn't be potentially in the situation we're in, at least as far as uh, appropriate uh, supplies of transportation, gasoline for transportation is concerned. Well, that, that, that's true, but, but that, that, you know, that, that then um, creates a conflict with climate change. I mean, these are issues that we have to, we have to contend with until we can find a, a replacement, um, a, a complete replacement for the fuels that we use. 
um, we we need to have those pipelines in place so that we don't have to depend on the United States or anybody else. I mean, right now, I think some of the supplies from uh, eastern parts of Canada, including Alberta, are going to have to be uh, brought in via the United States into British Columbia, into southern British Columbia. And what was the biggest province-wide challenge or emergency that you faced as Premier? Well, there were, there were floods in, in, in small towns, but those were uh, seasonal floods. And, uh, and you know, uh, I didn't really face uh, any huge emergency. When I became the Attorney General, uh, there, was, um, there was a blockade at Gustafson Lake that was, uh, that was consuming 400 police officers from all over, uh, um, all over Canada. Uh, that was the largest police operation in the history of the country till then. Um, and uh, police were facing AK-47s and guns. On the other hand, and there was there was a, a, a occupation of this particular private uh, ranch. Unfortunately, um, we were able to deal with that without bloodshed. But that was entirely a different kind of thing from what we face today. Yeah. Is, do you have a sense the federal government's doing all it should be doing? I mean, I said earlier, I'm being critical of the prime minister for not going to British Columbia. He says he'll go there when it's appropriate. Well, I think it would be appropriate now. I think it would be, but politicians are reluctant because when the prime minister comes, there is a question of security. There's a question of transportation. Then you're taking, then, you know, he'd be accused of taking resources away from the actual work that needs to be done unless he's going to put his boots on and, and come and help himself without anybody, without involving anybody else. I think it's better for him to stay away. That I, I think that's quite appropriate. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.